live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Welcome to the Modern Feminine Conversation. I am Amy Gernot, your host, founder of Strong Soft Wild, programs for feminine embodiment. I hope you all are having a fabulous day. I have a great show for you today as I'm talking all things control. I know that sounds really exciting and fascinating, right? <laughs> well, this topic came, in, came about because I was... Um, sort of, I guess, flipping through Instagram, scrolling through Instagram, if you will. And one of my favorite people in the world, Elizabeth Gilder, Gilbert, most of you probably know her from Eat, Pray, Love. She had this post. It was really short. Um, so it was more just the picture that she um, had placed with it, which is something from her journal. And it says, you are afraid of surrender because you don't want to lose control, but you never had control. All you had was anxiety. And I love that because a lot of times we are trying to control things because anxiety is actually what's underneath this. So I'm going to go through some different examples of this today. And I want you to just, again, as always, just try to find yourself here. Maybe you're not here at all. Maybe you're like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I I worked through all of that stuff. And that is awesome because I sure haven't. (laughs) I can totally find places in my life where I'm like holding on for dear life or I'm doing certain things um, in order to control situations and how that affects my life, how that affects the people around me. Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of what we're going to dive down into today. So let's kind of dig in to the illusion of control because really, truly, it is an illusion. We try to do all these things. Maybe we have very specific things that we do all day long in order to control how our day goes or we have certain things that we say or certain disciplines. And there's nothing wrong with having a schedule. There's nothing wrong with having a discipline. There, there's nothing wrong with those things. Where it gets to be an issue is if some if it's disrupted, what happens? That's really the key. If something in your day, when you have a very scheduled day, you have a very disciplined day, if something happens that takes you outside of your schedule, that takes you outside of those disciplines and those things that you have in place, what happens? How do you how do you respond? How does your body respond? How do you react to that? Do you get frustrated? Do you get angry? Do you get irritated? And again, there's no judgment here. Just notice. How do you respond? Do you get anxious? Do you get uncomfortable? Uh, What do you do when your day is disrupted? It's a great place to start when learning about control. So how do you feel? How do you feel when you're out of control? Okay, think about that for a moment. And something that's happened in your, because we all do this. We all have these elements where we're trying to hold on to control. We're trying to keep things even keel. We're trying to not let things be out of balance, not try to let things be uncomfortable. And control is how we do that. So when things get out of control, like your day is disrupted, what does that feel like? What's happening in your body? Do you, are, do you even know or do you just go from zero to 60 where you're like good and everything's rolling, something happens and all of a sudden you're having an out of body experience because you're so out of control at that moment. 
So it's almost like your control causes the opposite. So you're so in control that if something comes in that's disruptive, you're completely out of control and wigging out. Because a lot of times the underlying factor is anxiety. So you're trying to control things so that anxiety can't come up. You're feeling that internally. And if you put all the right pieces into place, then everything is okay. But underneath it, you feel all of this anxiousness, all of this anxiety, all of this discomfort. So you're putting all of these things into place, but all it's really doing is covering up what's going on underneath. It's how you're trying to externally make things okay, but internally you're feeling chaotic. So if your things in your external environment start to go a little bit to chaos, the chaos inside erupts. It just goes again, zero to 60. It is completely out of your control now and you feel in complete chaos and you don't really know left from right, up from down. You're just kind of Now you're just really winging it because you have to, because the things that you put into place to keep things even, even keel and within your control are no longer there. And I know how frustrating that can be. So what is the purpose of your control? Let's talk about the purpose of control and why we want to control things. Often we put controls in place for feelings of safety and security. So think about that. How does that land for you? Because it felt like it just landed with somebody out there. We're using control because we need to feel safe and secure. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's probably very good reasons for that. But do you know what those reasons are? Do you know what the reasons are for you to feel safe and secure in where you're at in your life? There may be something way back from childhood where it just things didn't feel safe for you. And so then as an adult, your nervous system is responding to that. It is responding as things don't feel safe externally. So what do I need to put in place in order for my system to calm down? A lot of control is really a dysregulation in the nervous system where we're in that kind of fight flight possibly freeze too, um, but definitely in the fight flight where thing, we're just on all the time. We're on kind of high alert. And so in order to sort of muffle that high alert or kind of, um, what's a good word? I, keep, I wanted to say numb, but that's not really the right word to just kind of tamp it down, tamp down that fight flight energy. Cause that can be a lot of anxiety. Then we're putting those things into place externally to control our environment. Something I really want to talk about, and I'll do that here in a minute, is people-pleasing and why that's controlling. But back to the safety and security. So where in your life are you not feeling safe? Where in your body are you not feeling safe or secure? Now, if that brings some things up for you do, that are uncomfortable, do not go into it right now, okay? Um, know where you're at, and if that brings that in, if the idea of safety in your body is uncomfortable, don't I don't want you to go there right now, okay? That's something to do later. So this is just then a thought process. What do you need to feel safe and secure? What in your environment, what in your body is not feeling that way? And how can you allow yourself to get there? How can you release control? And this is probably going to feel like a really uncomfortable thing if you're a control freak. But there's reasons why you're doing it. It's not just because you're a quote unquote control freak. There's something lying underneath. All of these external behaviors that we have, things that we do externally, are pointing to internal things that are going on. So whether that's an emotional thing, whether that's a mental, spiritual thing, whether it's a physical thing, like I talked about the nervous system, external behaviors are always internal, 
always showing what's going on inside. So if you see someone who's behaving really erratically or out of control in a certain way, it doesn't necessarily need to be over the top. They're just behaving a little bit what you would you feel like is strange. That's going on inside of them. If someone is really externally anger, angry, that's going on in, inside of them. If they're um, sort of externally, I was going to say externally joyful. That's well, two. Let's go to the let's go to the positive side. If they're externally joyful, that joy is resonating within them as well. Okay, everything external is happening internal. Every way that you behave, every thought pattern you you um, act on, every behavior pattern you act on, those things are also all always happening inside of you. So how do you control yourself? What are the ways? What are the things that you, what are the boxes that you place yourself in? What are the, how do you chain yourself? Maybe that's an even better way, better way to describe it. How do you chain yourself down so that you don't get out of control so that you don't act emotional? There's a big one. When you feel out of control in your emotion because you're not used to expressing them, you're used to suppressing them. And then they're going to explode at some point because they just have to get out of you at some way. How do you control yourself? I can tell you for years I did this because I was so concerned about how someone else was going to take my emotion. And I, so I was really pretty suppressed in that way. And I did this to myself. Nobody else did this to me. I controlled my emotions. I did not, you know, other than people seeing me being happy and being okay, I didn't let people see me be sad. I didn't let people see me be upset. I didn't let people see me be angry very, very rarely because to me, it was a sign of weakness. Like if people saw me being those other emotions and that there was something wrong with me, I should just be happy all the time. I should just be joyful because it was more comfortable for the people around me. If I was like that, if I was sad or angry or frustrated, it was uncomfortable for people around me. And because now going into the people pleasing, because I was a people pleaser, I call myself a recovering people pleaser now. I controlled my own emotions. I would not let those out in order for people around me to be comfortable. But what I was really doing in that was controlling the outcome that I wanted, which was for people to like me. And you really don't have control over that. People are going to feel how they're going to feel about you. They're going to have the opinions about you they're going to have about you. And one of my favorite things is how other people think about you and how other people see you is none of your business. And it's so true because we can really get wrapped up in that. But when you're in people-pleasing mode, what you're essentially doing is trying to control the outcome around you. You're trying to control, and it's a manipulation as well. So you're manipulating maybe how people see you. You're manipulating how people think about you because they're only seeing one aspect of you. And if you didn't listen to last week's show, I talked about the development of feminine energy and part of the maturity of the feminine energy is vulnerability and being very open and leading from an open heart. And so... When you're in people-pleasing mode, you're really kind of in shutdown because you're so concerned about what that other person thinks that you're going to behave in certain ways so you can, again, control the situation in order for them to have a certain perception about you. So you're now in controlling and manipulation mode. And I can speak from experience because as a people pleaser, this is what I would do. And it wasn't because I was trying to hurt people. You know, we often think of manipulation and control of others as trying to hurt them. I was doing it really to protect myself because I wasn't feeling safe. I wasn't feeling secure in who I was. So I was controlling and manipulating my interactions. So all they would see about me was this joyful, happy, happy person. 
And not that I needed to be walking around being sad. And, and even as you know, in vulnerability, it doesn't mean that you need to show everything about yourself and tell everything about yourself, but I wasn't okay with a healthy range of emotions. I wasn't okay with expressing or being in a healthy range of emotion or being off one day and just saying, you know what, I'm just, I feel like crap today. I'm frustrated or I'm pissed off or I'm sad, or I just feel bad about myself, whatever it was. I was not okay with that. It's like, if you didn't see me being happy and joyful and lifting you up, then there, then I felt like there was something wrong with me. So there was this constant control of the situation around me. And it really hurt. It, of course, it hurts relationships because people don't really get to know you, but it also hurts you because you're holding so much inside. And I know I've talked about this before, especially on the emotional range, when you're trying to control your emotion all the time and not expressing it in a way, again, that feels safe and secure and healthy for you then you start to build it up in your system. So it's like you start building these layers of emotion in your system. And what that creates is density because emotions are energy. So when you put a lot of energy together, you create density. And so what does density sound like in the body? It sounds like disease. It sounds like stagnation. Sounds like cancer. It sounds like autoimmune. It sounds like hormone imbalances. It sounds like liver congestion. Sounds like constipation. Sounds like all of these things. Of course, there's other aspects to that, but emotional constipation for lack of a better term, Um, not allowing those emotions to move, not allowing yourself to express them and release them out creates a lot of discomfort in the body. So you can be very, very tense, um, not able to relax the body, relax the system. It can create enormous amount of tension in the body in different areas of the body. So you might get, you know, back aches, you might get joint pain, you might get neck aches or a lot of headaches because there's tension created in the body. So when I get headaches, Sometimes it's related to maybe something I ate or something I was exposed to, some like chemical exposure, something like that. Going into department stores, perfume gives me a lot of headaches, but sometimes it's tension I'm holding in the body. So whenever I get a headache, I'm thinking back, okay, where am I holding tension? Where am I controlling my emotions? Because this is a way that that it manifests for me. Where am I controlling emotion in my body? Where am I controlling myself, holding myself back, putting myself in a box, confining myself? Where am I trying to control the situation and not lead with an open, vulnerable heart so that I'm creating and manifesting something physical happening in my body, like a headache or joint pain, or maybe another pain in my body. A lot of times for me, I can dig down and find where I'm actually exerting control and creating tension. And that is actually what's causing the physical manifestation. It's really fascinating. And so I encourage you to absolutely do that for yourself. If you have some kind of physical pain, obviously not because you have injured yourself, but if you've got some physical pain going on, And maybe it's kind of chronic. Maybe you've got some shoulder pain, neck pain, um, lower back pain, knee pain, something like that. Really think into that from also the emotional side as well. Is there a place where I'm not releasing emotion? Is there a place where I'm controlling myself so that those things don't come out? And again, it doesn't mean you walk around crying all the time. It just means, is there an emotion that actually needs to be processed? And it's going to, that looks different for everybody. That does not, there's no one way to do that. There is no one way to process and work through emotion. It's going to be different for all of us, but it's a great time and a great opportunity to think, where am I exerting control? Where am I not allowing myself to process things out? So how do you control yourself? That's in a way that I control myself. Now, the big question, what does letting go of control look like to you? 
So I know this is like, (laughs) this is like the big one. What is letting go of control look like to you? And it may be really challenging to figure out what that is. Uh, just because you may have not, you may not have ever done it before and letting go is really, can be a really difficult thing when you're used to controlling everything that's going on around you. And I'm going to tell you as I'm speaking this, if that feels really uncomfortable, like how could I let go of control of, you know, this, that, and the other, it's okay. And that's completely normal and natural. This isn't something I'm saying, Hey, look at this area where you're controlling and just let go. It doesn't work that way. Your body is going to let go of it when it's ready. So there's a process to letting go of control and the process. And I talk about this a lot is first and foremost, it's awareness, awareness of where you're holding on to control awareness of where you are, you know, grasping and creating tension. You have to be aware of it first. So this is going to be a thought. It's going to be a mental process first. So first and foremost, kind of like identifying the areas in your life where you're exerting control. So this is a really good exercise that you can do. So where in your life are you exerting control? Identify that first. And again, mental process first. Okay. You have to become aware of it. So it's a think, this is a thinking, this is a reasoning, this is a masculine energy, the thinking, reason, logic. That's where we're going to start here. Once you're identifying those areas where you're seeing, you're feeling that control, you're thinking about that control. Okay. I'm controlling this, like my people pleasing thing. You know, I'm trying to control the situation externally by being a certain way with people, not allowing them to fully see me and not fully expressing myself. And of course that it comes from a lack of self-confidence, lack of self-confidence in who I am, feeling like I'm going to be judged, feeling maybe some shame around who I am and the fullness of who I am and not allowing people to see me. And again, leading with that vulnerable open heart. So identify some places where you may be just one, actually identify one place where you're exerting and holding control. Okay. So you're going to do that first. It's going to be a thinking process. Think about it. Identify it. If you need to write it down, write it down. If you need to tell somebody, tell somebody, but think about it first, identify it, pay attention as you go through your day to places where you're holding on to control in an unhealthy way. The next step then is to feel into your body and so as this happens, I'm going to tell you if there is tra- a lot of trauma around this, I don't want you to go there. All right. Because feeling into your body starts to activate the nervous system. So if you've identified some places of control and you want to work on them, but you have high levels of trauma, that's when we want you to go in and work with someone professionally to walk you through the process because they're going to be able to work with the embodiment side. And if you can find a somatic practitioner, that's even better because they're going to work. That's, that's working with the body, the somatic, um, you know, regular therapy is working more with the mind and intellectual and talking somatic is working into the body side. So if you can find a somatic practitioner, that's even better. Because as things start coming online and as you start activating the nervous system, it can be very overwhelming. So that's why I say, allow yourself time to do this. Allow the body time to release. It's going to release when it's ready. This is not about forcing our release of control. There may be some areas in your life where you're going to be able to let go of control really quickly. You know, something really simple, really benign, and it's not going to be an issue for you. But on the bigger levels, that's when we want to work with someone to walk through that process because they're going to be able to help you on multiple, on the multiple different levels of yourself, release that when the body is ready to release that it, it absolutely takes time and it's only going to do it when it's ready. Because if we force the body to do it, that's when we create 
those you can go into psychosis you can have more break you can have a major breakdown things like that because the body's not ready you have to be very very cautious understanding and knowledgeable about doing this process and I want to put that out there and say that because we, of course, see ourselves, we, we, we want things to happen really, really rapidly because we live in this world where it's like now, 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 everything now, change now, all of these things right now. And the body has this beautiful wisdom that says, yes, not yet. Yes, not yet. We're working there, but not yet and not yet slowly releasing, slowly letting that go. And again, for each person, it's going to be different. It may be more rapid for you. For someone else, it's going to take them a lot longer. And that is okay. There is no judgment about how long this takes. We want to do it in a way that is safe and healthy. And so at the same time, the body is releasing, then everything else is coming online. The healthy is coming online as we're releasing and working through the negative, as we're releasing and letting through the toxic, as we're releasing and letting through the hurt. Allow yourself the time to let go of control. Don't try to do it overnight. You don't need to do it overnight. I know when we say that and there's all this judgment, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm controlling all these things. I'm a control freak. And there's a lot of shame around that. So we may even have to work into the shame aspect of the control before we can even start to release control. And oftentimes if we work into the shame part of it, the control automatically releases because we don't need it anymore. So again, going into the underlying what's under the control where's the anxiety coming from where is the busyness coming from being super busy all the time is an element of control as well we're trying to control what's going on around us we're trying to control how we feel we're trying to control what we tap into and what we're identifying within ourselves by staying busy all the time that's another really big one in our culture especially because it's prized to be busy all the time it's prized to go, go, go. And, but that again, it's an element of control of trying to control every single situation that's going on, control to what extent you're feeling into what's going on for you to control how you feel in your own body. That's why we're so disconnected because we're not taking the time to actually sit and feel into anything. And again, you may not be able to go there yet and that is okay, but we're working on the beginning process of releasing control. So again, this is kind of the process that you can go through here. Number one, identify where you're controlling in your life. For me, people pleasing. Number one, how am I doing this? And what am I doing this? I'm much, much better at it and I can catch it much faster. And I and then I'm kind of diving out what's underneath it. So identifying number one. Number two, you can start to ask the question of what's underneath that? What feeling underlies control? Is it anxiety? Is it fear? Is it shame? Is it, um, I know comparison really isn't a, it's not really a feeling, but it's a good word to use. What's underneath the control? Why are you feeling the need to control in this situation? What's underneath it? So you can identify what's underneath it. Okay. So for me, it was a lack of definitely like lack of self-confidence feeling like if I showed other emotion that it was somehow a weakness or if I showed emotion that I needed support for, it would mean I would be a burden on the other the people around me. And I didn't want to be a burden on them. So if I showed emotion um, that needed support, like sadness or anger, frustration, depression, um, those things that needed support, that I would then be a burden because other people's 
you know, problems or what they were going through was so much more important than mine. Sound familiar? (laughs) Or it was like they're what they were going through is so much important. So I'm going to ignore me in favor of them, which was, is not a healthy thing to do. I needed to be healthy for myself and then I would be able to support them better, but I did it in completely the opposite. And so what started to happen then, if I go into the next level deeper, so what's underneath it and then how does it feel in my body? So then how it was feeling in my body was massive fatigue, massive fatigue, like that fatigue where you don't, you can't just go take a nap and everything is better. So this massive fatigue where you feel like you're walking through quicksand or you have like a hundred pound weight on your back and you're trying to walk through life with it, or you've got the, the cotton balls in your brain where you can't really think and process information. So massive fatigue was what it felt like in my body. So it made me feel really heavy. So the people pleasing, the trying to control that, the fear of being a burden, the fear of, uh, who I was and not not being okay with shining that light and shining the fullness and the full spectrum of who I am, of feeling like I would be judged because I was, of course, judging myself. It made me feel very heavy in my body. So that's part of where that heavy fatigue came from was that I was feeling really heavy in my body. So that's where I started identifying it in my body. Then the next step is how do I work through this? So as you can see the multi-layered, you know, fast, the multifaceted layers of this, it's not just this easy thing of letting go of control, especially at a deeper level like this. So this was a deeper level, something I've been practicing my whole life of this people pleasing aspect. So the letting go and the peeling the layers back has taken a long time. It's taken a couple of years and there's still more to go because I still will identify this. So after I identified the the physicality of it, how heavy it was in my body, then the releasing stage came. And like I said, this is, I've been working on this for a couple of years, releasing, releasing, releasing. And so when I feel heaviness come back into my body, I know that there's another layer for me to work on. So it's not just like a one and done thing. Like, oh, got through it, identified it, found it in my body, know what it feels like. It's all gone. No, it's not. (laughs) I find residuals all the time of things that are coming up for me that I'm going to have to go through with again, letting go of control. And so how this feels in my body and how this feels in the nervous system. And there were times, there have been times where it's very uncomfortable, where I feel anxious and I'm not one to really be prone to anxiety. That's not usually my go-to, but I would feel really anxious and just jittery and unable to sit still unable to sit and meditate unable to do anything in stillness. I just felt so jittery. So for me, how it was feeling in my nervous system prompt me to do more movement. So maybe it was just stretching. Maybe it was a little bit of yoga. Maybe it was dancing. Maybe it was just going for a walk. All of those things started helping me process the body side of it, the emotional and mental side. I was working with someone to help me process those things. So I was working with a professional on that side. And on the body side for me, because I, I tend to be very in my body and very embodied. That was a side that I felt like I was able to work through on my own. And so for that side is what I, that's what I would do. I would just find ways to move. And I still do that. If I feel kind of, ah, if I feel off, if I feel outside of myself, I allow myself to be there with that feeling and to go through it. But then I'm like, okay, where, how can I start my body now releasing this? And it's always movement for me. So again, it's simple. It doesn't have to be anything profound. It's just 
I get up and go for a walk or maybe I'll go exercise and work out or I just dance around my house a little bit to some music I love and that helps my body to start processing it and what that does is it allows my nervous system to start coming off high alert because again when you're holding on to control I mean think about if you're controlling something, your fist, if your fists are really clenched up, so clen- if you're in a place where you can, clench your fists really tight right now, really as tight as you can, and feel what happens. Does your body start to shake? Think about like when I do that, my, my arms start shaking and then my torso is shaking. You can hear it in my voice. Everything starts to shake. So if you're holding on to control in your life, that is what's going on in your nervous system. It is literally shaking, trying to hold on to it. And because the nervous system is attached to every organ system in the body, that creates that shaking in those systems. And when you think if something shakes long enough, what starts to happen? Think of an earthquake. As things shake and shake and shake to different, you know, different degrees of intensity, some things start to fall apart. Maybe a couple things, you know, at the beginning of it, if it's kind of a small one, things maybe fall over. Or maybe a couple things fall off of the off the walls. If it gets gains in intensity, you may start getting cracks in the walls. You may start seeing windows break. As it increases intensity, now you get collapsing buildings. So you can kind of think of the same thing happening in your own body and those varying degrees based on how much control you're exerting over things. So you can see control is not just an external thing. Control is an internal thing as well. So there's internal manifestations happening in your body when you're exerting that much control and clenching those fists all the time. So I tell you all of this and go through this process with you today, not to tell you to just go ahead and out and release control. I think I've made that pretty clear to you that that's not the point. The point is to identify areas of your life where you are exerting control, become aware of it, and then start the process of visualizing what does it look like if I let go? What does that mean to you? What does it feel like? What does it look like? What would your life be like? What, how would your life be different if you were able to let go of control? Now, that doesn't mean becoming passive and not engaging in your life, but it means looking at it through new lenses, looking at it through new eyes and creating something completely different where the tension and that constant, I don't know why trepidation is coming to my mind because that's totally not the right word. Resistance is the right word. So why that resistance is coming into play, why that resistance is there and and how you can begin to let that go. And what that means, not just from the mental capacity, but how that actually filters into your entire body, filters into how your energy is as you're sitting, how your energy is in your in your work, how energy is in your relationships. It filters into every single area of your life. So again, this is not just an external, this goes internal and then floods back out with the energy that you are creating control. I know it's a, it's a bigger topic than you realize. Cause a lot of times, again, we just think of it externally, but there's all these things that are manifesting internally. And as we can identify, feel into the body and find practices to release and let go of that control and see what's on the other side. I guarantee what's on the other side is freedom and some liberation. And who doesn't want that? Because that has such a different feel to it than the controlling aspects that we're trying to do to make everything okay, to make everything perfect, which is inevitably what we're trying to do. 
So we're going to let go of perfection this week. That's our goal. Letting go of perfection, letting beginning the process of letting go of control and knowing that what's going to happen is multifaceted. It's going to affect your external life. It's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your physical body and how you are in your everyday life, which is an exciting thing. So Let's let go of some control this week. And if you do this process or if you identify these things, I would love to hear from you and let you know what you've, what you discovered, what you're working on, how you're working through this. So go over to the Modern Feminine Conversation Facebook page. Of course, you can leave a comment here on SoundCloud and let me know what it is you're working on and how those things are playing out for you. So I love to hear from you. All right, y'all have a wonderful rest of the day. I look forward to seeing, your, seeing you here back next week on the Modern Feminine Conversation.